Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? I'm like on Instagram right now, and I'm watching this dude, Larry Wills. Um, he's got two like needles in his skin connected to jumper cables, and he's doing like electroshock therapy on his muscles. Have you tried this treatment before? It no. looks primitive. <laughs> I feel like there's a better like, way to do that. I feel like that's one half step above bloodletting. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly. Have you guys ever bloodletted before? <laughs> no. It's super good for you. Uh, we'll get things out of the way. First things first, uh, you should uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, and rate, tell review, us we're and subscribe. We're people. Yeah, we I thought we were going to talk about we should also, AI robots taking over. Uh, we have a second axe to grind is, uh, how do you guys like it? Yeah. Listen thought, to the last episode. I thought episode. it was a good... It was good. I'm going to kick you off the Podbean thing. Okay, yeah, go so for I it. Yeah, it. you guys didn't listen to it or even look at it on... Oh, also, I realized we almost never plugged the Instagram's name. Oh, yeah. Ever. That's right. I listened, I listened to a few episodes, and I was like, holy shit, we just say go find it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just called Snacks Packs Podcast. Um, we had 11 downloads yesterday. You know what I noticed in all the big podcasts? Oh, look at that one compared to all the other ones. 37. Fuck, Half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Guys, the Vocaloids Excuse one me. was neat. I think this one was And I love ones. the Creatures one that Snacks and Cover. Yeah. That shit was... You know what I noticed on big Dude, podcasts? Oh, I wanted to fault what? They don't shame their listeners for not listening. Well, to that's them because more. they're big. <laughs> <laughs> they don't notice little dips. <laughs> it hurts our feelings. We know. Uh, the other... Uh, so I ended up getting really into reading about Creatures. Yeah. And I watched a couple of little documentaries about it. Nice. So nice. first thing... There is no game like it. Nothing has been created since it that is anywhere close. Untapped market. Dude, Untapped market. I was, like, really bummed because he had that Kickstarter for that game that yeah. never went, kicked off. But, yeah, I was like, holy shit. He just seems like a weird guy. He seems brilliant. Uh, like, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant and weird, but. Just like, dude, I wish he and fucking Terry Davis could have met. What could they have talked about? Oh, dude, honestly. Like, I bet Terry Davis would have felt really weird about, like, God yeah, and stuff. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With this dude talking to him. He's like, yeah, um, I created life on my computer. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, He's, oh. wait, Terry's like, wait a minute. Let me put this into Temple OS. Ugh, that'd be incredible. Dude, a Creatures Temple OS collab, bro. Whoever is capable of computering things... You should make that. another creature make, game. Make yeah. that. But make it in the Tipple OS compiler. Like, yeah. Like, you have to like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how hard that is, it but would, I think really I think hard. it would be really hard. <laughs> like really, really fucking hard. Um, uh, but yeah, late, right, rate, review, subscribe. Check out the Instagram because it, it's it's blowing up. And also Snacks, we have people. Packs podcast. We need to get on those other podcasts. Um, that, I love this I, that answer. meme I posted on the Instagram that the other podcast, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the other podcasts were the first people to like that. Which podcast? The the party podcast? The, all three. All just really convo nice pod, dark sugar podcast, dude, and dude. The just convo pod was weird as hell. I like. liked uh, I was looking at their Instagram and oh, I was like, oh yeah, their is their deal? Instagram <laughs> is super wild. I looked at the just convo pod and I was like. What an interesting marketing! Dude, they're like, really goofy. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. Them. Yeah, yeah, let's let's. So I followed the uh, what's the other one? Just convo pod. If you guys are listening, hit us up. Yeah, shoot us a message on Instagram. What's the other? 
podcast that followed us. Not the Dark Sugar. Yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. The party podcast people. I follow them on Instagram. What kind of party? What kind of party? They They're didn't kind follow of blowing up. They didn't follow me back. And I was like, I'm about to... That's hella rude. I'm about to comment on their stuff and be like, hello, you and Snacks Pack should get together. <laughs> also, I'm Snacks and I help start <laughs> Come Snacks Come on. <laughs> but, I mean, they do follow the podcast. Yeah, no, they're, no, absolutely. Back, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a decent amount of. They're fucking the they combo look, they pod. They look like they're having fun. Oh, they're having a great. Honestly, time. what's cool they is have like, like those thirty are... people on their podcast. I was listening to their podcast. They have like seven people. Oh, wait, which one? Uh, the where we left off. No, that's Austin's podcast. What was the name of the? What kind this of? Is or just convo. Uh, what kind of party? Yeah, yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, yeah there's. A ton I was of like, I don't know how we would be on it. Well, you know? we'd have to call in. They would have to call us. Like they because they have this one. This was there's only three people on. They were oh, okay. zooming it or yeah. whatever. They, so. Well, they would have to call us or like something like that, yeah. and then we would we would uh we could just get, get it to the, the board. board yeah. yeah, no, we rec- that's how I record a lot of phone conversations we could through do the that. board. Um, I like this anti work um post that says the Washington Post. Washington Post to be oh, sold yeah. to Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon. Next post. Opinion. Think twice before changing the tax rules to soak billionaires. Opinion. The smartest way to make the rich pay is not a wealth tax. Opinion. The billionaire space race benefits the rest of us, really. That's incredible. Dude, I, That's I, incredible. We, again, let it be known, it, eat Jeff Bezos. Imagine eating being, Jeff Bezos Imagine podcast. being the, uh, the, the, the journalist who has to write those things. Whore. That is like sitting at his desk, just oh, like God. I want to fucking blow my brains out. I I could not imagine the feeling of writing dude, like yeah, psyops yeah. campaign for oh, fucking my Jeff God, Bezos. Dude. Lose my fucking. But mind. you know what? I also think of people who make cur- commercials for fucking health insurance companies yeah, are monsters true. too. Yeah, so. you guys are fucking stupid, bro. Fuck you guys out. are against us. You're not. Uh, you're not safe when the apocalypse comes. We're eating you two out of principle. <laughs> um. <laughs> Who did you work for? Yeah. It's Jake from State well, Farm. Yeah, where's, Get your, where's your company bed? Bring it out, baby. Um. So, uh, I. Oh, wait. The other thing about creatures, nothing has been created by like it. Um, the. Uh, that video, I ended up watching the Alan Zucconi video about it. Yeah. And you, you got to check it out. Is it really? It's yeah. super cool. And my, even my girlfriend, who didn't know anything about it, ended up being really interested in just. How crazy it yeah. is. Yeah, uh, dude, it's fucking, I mean, it's a game. I just want to see it game with our half. tech now, you know? Ugh. That'd be great. That'd be phenomenal. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's in our last episode. Yeah, you the should check that it you out. didn't listen to. So what are you covering this week? Dana White discusses the medicines that got him off out of COVID and gets in the oh, dude, asking ivermectin. if he's a doctor. He's talking about fucking ivermectin. I don't understand. Like, you have, Shut the fuck You have access to the best healthcare in the world. The best. Best healthcare in the world, and and you're, you're like demanding the doctors yeah, yeah, give you the shittiest give you fucking horse parasite. Oh god, you're <laughs> stop. I hate you guys. I hate it. I just I can't. How detached can you be? How I honestly and dude, he was like the the guy, uh, because you Dana I was like I, I you know it helped me. I took it. I don't see why other people can't have it. And then one guy's like, "Are you a doctor?" Yeah. And, and then and the guy's like, "Look, there you go. I can't even talk about it." And I'm like, "Well, because, that's because you're saying stupid yeah, shit. Because you're giving medical you're advice and you're not a fucking Shut doctor. Up. Shut up. Stick to fucking fighting there, fighty boy. Everybody knows you're supposed to drink your own pee to get rid of COVID, not take yeah. horse dewormer. Silly goose, idiot. Um, I'm covering art. Art. Yeah. Art. Art. 
Begin. <laughs> Begin. Sorry, art. I was looking at the first simulated image of a black hole calculated with an IBM 7040 computer using 1960 punch cards and a hand see. plotted by French astrophysicist Jean-Pierre Luminiat in 1978. It's a pretty spot on wow. fucking... Wow. It's a pretty spot on fucking prediction oh my god that's i want a poster dude yeah that's sick see right if anyone's got a link in the comments to a poster of that using you know that fucking the, punch card they, they hand plotted they did new te- like the first live image modeling of a black hole was created for interstellar really movie. no yeah. shit yeah no they, shit they were breaking technological ground to fucking interstellar is such a good movie black it's holes cool are looking movie, black holes are probably Aside from the ocean, um, the scariest thing to me, really, and like, the, but but also like fascinating because I'm like, there's just what if we're wrong the power. That's my thing. My, the, it's what the, if we are wrong about them? I mean, and everything you go about in space, them and they and you just are immediately teleported somewhere completely unharmed. Yeah, what if that's how? That'd be crazy. That, that'd be what we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, everything. It's just a that. theory. Like Come it's on. all just a theory. Uh, someone commented, "It's crazy how Einstein theorized black holes." That's crazy to me too. Yeah, I know how you can just theorize something with calculations, and he's years like, well, later, this would surely have to exist. Yeah, and every time he's right, you just like, lose your fucking mind. I was like, what the? How fuck? do you do that? Like, I will never be that intelligent. Never. And it pisses me off. Never. <laughs> I want to start making really wild predictions all the time, just for the one in a million like, chance of well, being right. It's and like being like I am a god. Yeah, it's like Nostradamus. People exactly. like he predicted this. I was like, he just he said, said a shit. million things. Yeah, he just said things. Oh, a rock's gonna pass by Earth at some point. It's, it's like, bound to happen. People are like, oh, Simpsons predicted X, Y, or Z. I'm like, dude, there's like 700 yeah, episodes. Yeah. Everything is they, they happening get the, by a, now. A fucking broken clock is right twice a day, so they're going to get it here here or there. Um, so, yeah, let me hear about art, I guess. So, in my defense... You've seen art before, right? Yeah, you guys know what art is, correct? Like the, um, like the pictures in the yeah. museums? Sometimes people will make them themselves, or sometimes they'll hit a button and it'll make instant art. Or they and just you post steal it on your Instagram. Yeah, or they steal it too. They steal it a lot. Uh, or you know, it would be like a good if we had a true crime podcast. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Is the guy who made the most authentic fake paintings in his garage and were selling them for millions and I millions read a book of dollars based off of that called The Art Forger. Yeah, by mm-hmm. someone named Shapiro, not yeah. the one you think. Oh, oh, but fucking. My wife's vagina is dry, Ben Shapiro. Shapiro. (laughs) Barbara Shapiro. The book is actually, the book wasn't very good, but it was cool to read about, like, because it goes into a lot of depth about how to, like, forge paintings and stuff. And it was a, the the book was specifically about the heist in uh, the Isabella Gardner. Oh, no shit. Okay, nice. Are you covering that? I don't know. No. covering art. I haven't. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I should have, but I should mean, have should have yeah. <laughs> I should have uh, covered something more interesting now. Um, so <laughs> you're I, like, you're like, oh, big yeah, guys, oh, yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> it's like right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the drama I am covering is something I, I do like talking about because I think it's funny. It's really like pointless though, like, but most of the drama we go over is pointless, and it's, like it's we- between Tumblr people. So this one actually is like kind of significant, but. Um, oh, this one isn't Tumblr people. No, it's not. It, no, no, nice. Um, so basically. Art is a fandom, I guess. Artists are, are they're a fandom of art. So uh, I was like, this works. Um, so technically, I'm right about what I'm saying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. Yeah, shut your don't want to hear anything. So about it. paint's crazy. Paint made its first appearance about like eh, not too long ago, like thirty thousand years or something. 
Um, and we've all seen it. Cave dwellers drawing fucking little pictures of their lives on walls and stuff. So that's cool. Uh, that is cool. I, I, honestly, did, I'm very intrigued about, by that. Uh, so ever since, I can't remember which episode we covered, but Google Feed for like a year now has been giving me sweet archaeological news. Really nice. It's nice. tight. I love. I learned news. there was uh, this place where they had cool cave paintings that were like really trippy. Um, it turns out that it was like a specifically like low oxygen cave that people were going in and just to, like, like trip that's balls so and paint tight. On. Yeah, that's the coolest like, shit I've ever cool seen. I wanna I. I just want to go back in time to like see what the world was like then, like how big shit was, and like I yeah. I just want to do it. I, I know. Just, I want it so bad, and like I There's don't know, a cool, man. The the man from Earth. It's this like really low budget movie, like just a talking movie. Yeah, but it's about it's like a sci fi story, uh, by about a guy who reveals to his friends, this isn't a spoiler because it's like the first three minutes of the movie, yeah. that he is thousands of years old. Oh, really? And and they're like, okay, well, what about this? And he's got a, and it's so that cool. That sounds tight. Yeah. It's a cool That's, movie. I highly recommend it. Why weren't we born as like oh, why aren't we immortal beings? beings? Yeah, 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 I know. So it made its first appearance 30,000 years ago. Uh, the paint and coating industry, though, would have to wait for the Industrial Revolution before it became a recognized element of the American national economy. So the first recorded paint mill in America was apparently established in Boston in 1700 by Thomas Child. Uh, half a century later in 1986, D.R. Av- Avril. Avril. What? Um, you said half a century later? 1986? Wait, hold on. I might have got that year wrong. I was, like, I was, <laughs> I was blazing through this notes. 1896? No, wait. You said it would be like 1850-something. Uh, Half a bi century. Yeah, that's what I meant. One hundred years. Nineteen eighty six. Oh, we're skipping way ahead then. Because he said it was seventeen ninety. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, I didn't say seven. Did I say seventeen ninety? Yeah. What? Jamie, run that back. Yeah, I didn't say seventeen ninety. Did I? I I'm pretty sure. The listeners now are like just like yeah, bro. We totally said seventeen ninety. Uh, where's the fucking article I got of this? I've started putting them into my notes because I've been. Running this into is this yeah. Problem. This was a fucking because I did it on that computer, so it's all on that computer. It's wait, hold on, paint.org. I think that's where I got this. Paint.org. Oh, um, eighteen sixty-seven. Oh, okay. Where the that's fuck did I get? Century. Where did I get nineteen eighty-six? Yeah. Maybe your fingers were off to the right. I think it might have been. Yeah. It yeah, definitely that's possible. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. Anyway. Well, um, okay. So a century and a half later in 1867, Dr. Or I'm sorry, not Dr. His initials are just DR. What a way to get around that. That's incredible. <laughs> DR Averill of, yeah, of Ohio presented the first prepared or, quote, ready mix paints in the United States. In the U.S.? Yes. So, gang, gang, shout out to those dudes, really came through for the artists. Um, Highly recommend <laughs> the book Sacre Blue. It's kind of a comedy, uh, like, alternative history about Van Gogh mm, nice. and uh, all that stuff. And it goes into, like, incredible depth about how I said how the dumbest thing on stream yesterday or What'd the other say? day. I was like, I was like, it's crazy how Van Gogh, like, died in the 70s. And I was like... <laughs> And then I was like, "Hold on a second. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I looked. At, I was nope. thinking of. I was thinking of Picasso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay. Because everybody why. thinks Picasso yeah. from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So no. that's why I got them mixed up. I, yeah. I went to this Picasso exhibit at um, 
uh, the Nelson. Yeah. And they there was a photographer from Kansas City who was friends with Picasso. And there's like pictures of Picasso watching TV. That's crazy. And those struck me way more than any of his paintings. I was like, wow. He's out here just he fucking. Just TV. Um, that's so weird. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's he's, crazy. That's right. uh, it's crazy. Um, like you'd be looking at fucking um, pictures and be like, damn, I didn't know they had flared out jeans in the 1800s that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> those go-go boots <laughs> damn pioneers can yeah. get it <laughs> um, so come the mid 1880s paint factories uh, started popping up like hotcakes making their way into the population and industrial centers across the US with mechanization becoming more prominent it made the manufacturing process accessible to a larger less like specialized yeah because you used to just have to hand grind yeah. your pigments yeah which is insane. So the only about. downside, though, was that the weight of the prepared paint made it incredibly expensive to transport, leading to a mm. decentralized structure of, like, small manufacturers to, like, oh. discrete markets dominating the industry until, like, the mid-1900s. That's cool. Uh, it's crazy. You're like... They're like, oh, I just sell yellow paint. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in uh, New Mexico. I only red. Ever honestly. Buy yeah. Here. <laughs> um, so obviously, paint is still a huge part of modern day. Duh. As time went on, it kept evolving, getting more and more safe. Like you know, eventually removing all the lead paint from homes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that all the, that all the boomers that are running this country ate when they were children, <laughs> and still plays in a funeral. And now, uh, yeah, and consumering and consumer manufacturing. So, um, what I thought was, oh wait, I think I just I just skipped an entire fucking section. Backtrack. The industrial revolution also created an ass load of new markets for paint and coatings. Pretty much every product created on assembly line, from like an automobile to a fucking yeah. TV made extensive use of paints and coatings to beautify, protect, and extend the life of those manufactured goods. As time went on, manufacturers began altering the makeup and chemistry of paints, readily responding to environmental and health concerns, such as replacing lead pigment in some paints. You know um, why, because uh, lead paint is not the move. No, it isn't. Although it's I hear it is I heard, Yeah, I, I hear it tastes <laughs> it seems incredibly like it tastes sweet. Good. <laughs> it, it, well, apparently it tastes sweet. That's why kids were eating it. <laughs> Um, so it's funny cause my favorite murder did, a uh, episode about this like green pigment, um, I, in the Victorian era and it was like the fucking pigment, um, like that showed your wealth green. I was going to say, you know why barns are painted red? Huh? Cause, um, like for a long time they would paint their uh barns with linseed oil because it was cheap and available oh, yeah. and then to as a sealant and colorant uh they would use rust because oh, it's nice. just everywhere and cheap fair. and so everybody just had a red barn which i think is a weird bizarre thing. yeah that's insane you know what I mean? yeah that's wild yeah and it just a tradition man fucking... and that'd be one of those things where as a kid you grow up with it, and then like thirty years later, someone's like, "Why were all the barns red?" And you're like, "Oh my yeah, god, that's a they good were question." Yeah, red. you're right. <laughs> um, so back at so like I said, my favorite murder did an episode about this green paint that used to be the talk of the town in the Victorian era. Like it, like if it was fucking everyone loved it. Like it was like if you had that shit on, like dresses were made out of it. You would coat your fucking walls in that shit, um, okay. and it started leading to like people getting sick because the green was made out of toxic copper oh, yeah, arsenic. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, and so they were, like, putting toys and, and, like... It's a dank color. Yeah, they were like, man, all these people who have their 
Mall's painted green. It's like a really good green. Though. The like, toy companies are like, you know, we don't have a lot of repeat yeah. customers. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? He's like, but what we should go in the business of is green coffins. Bro, so we just green lather everything yeah. we think is cool, and mm-hmm. then 30 years later find out how terrible it was. Yeah, are you covering yeah. radium paint? I don't no, want to no, get no, 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 That's no. another one. That is another yeah. one. Though. Yes, they radium paint. They would paint their fingernails with fucking yeah, radioactive paint. Oh, yes, my sir. God. Um, but, yeah, this green paint was the kitty's titties, and if you had it, it was, like, um, the shit. And, like, finally the they were like, hey, stop using this paint. It's bad for you. And there were people like, <laughs> I'm not sick, so I don't know why you would think that uh, this paint makes you sick. Okay, And dude. then they all eventually got sick. <laughs> fucking stupid. Fucking fine. And it would, like, turn your, like, turn your, it's the whole, like, it, like same thing as, like, the Mad Hatters, like, long exposure to it, like, turn your skin green and stuff like that. Like, it was, like, the first case of it, doctors were like, what the fuck is going on here? Are you a lizard person? Um, so, what the drama I'm talking about, um, which is a drama that I have wanted to cover, because it's just, like, it's super funny, um, and I think it's you know, it's a good it's a good story. So um, we're gonna talk about the level of petty and the level of pettiness in the story is like really good too. Awesome. Um, so I'm gonna talk I about the controversy surrounding the world's blackest black. Uh, oh, black. dude, I'd actually thought about covering yeah. this at one point. That's, good old Vanta Black. One. Yeah. So if you don't know, Vanta Black was created by a nanotechnology lab in 2014. Its intended use was to be used in engineering products, particularly goods re- uh, regarding space, due to how much light Vanta Black can absorb. It can absorb approximately ninety nine point nine six five percent of light. That's and like most. That's of a it. lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you didn't know percentages, that's quite a bit. Almost a hundred. Yeah, almost a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Vanta Black was a pretty huge discovery, and it became really, really rare because, well, one, it was copyrighted, and it was also uh, kind of like fucking really toxic and heavy usage. So What's the, it made of, you yeah. know? Uh, like carbon, probably? Uh, fuck. Carbon nanotubes? That's my yes. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, once we figured out carbon nanotubes, they turned out to be super handy. Dude, I, honestly. That's cool. Honestly. Um, so, um, of course, the art world shits its pants over it because, like, if you look at a picture of something painted in Vanta Black, that it's so weird. It looks like someone photoshopped whatever object just co- the cover, yeah, and just took it out it of the photo. Like, like the picture on Wikipedia is aluminum foil full of it, and it just looks like yeah, it just nothing. Look, nothing. It looks like a black hole. Yeah. So how, how much um, is this shit? I want to buy. It, it's expensive. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Hold oh, on. maybe not Vanta Black. Okay, no, yeah. hold on. So unfortunately for the art world, it's not available to the public, and well. Since you, there's a couple reasons for this. It's used on stuff that's going to space and shit, um, and it's expensive. It's just and it's copyrighted. It's not available to you. Can't buy Vanta Black anywhere. Oh, that is until something a spray version called Vanta Black S Viz was created. Super great, right? This new Ultra Black can now be put in the hands of artists and use whatever they could conjure up with their imaginations. Well, not quite. Not quite. Okay. Actually. Savannah Black S Viz spray was exclusively licensed to Anish Kapoor in 2016. What is that? Who has Anish Kapoor? Do you know? Uh, he's an artist. Oh, okay. In 2016, oh, he has quite the reputation of doing using his money to do shitty rich guy shit, uh, like suing China for making their own version of the bean, like the one in Chicago. Did he do the bean? Uh, he is the creator of the bean. We'll get to that. Oh. So and he did some weird copyright deal that that stopped people from taking photos in a park. 
Like, if there's a certain park, if you took photos, and he had a copyright deal where he could, like, strike your photo from That's everywhere. so lame. Yeah, he's a fucking Bro, twat. Wait, so, he yeah. he's a famous Indian sculptor and artist. He's actually, like, the richest artist in the world. Um, and he's a cocksucker, so there's that. Um, with kind of goes hand in hand. Honestly. So, with all that... Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, with all that sweet, sweet cash uh, that he's made... Um, uh, oh, yeah, my bad. With all that sweet, sweet cash of his, he's made it to where the spray paint was licensed to him and his studio, studio only. No one else is allowed to use it. I don't it. want anyone and to I do mean, art. And I mean no one. Those who attempted were promptly turned away by the company and were like, we cannot sell this to you because only Anish Kapoor. So just as Vanta Black has caused great joy in the art community, Anish Kapoor, using his money to keep it out of everyone's hands, caused quite the angry uproar because he's a piece of shit. Uh, which makes perfect sense. Dude, that it. is truly the yeah, lamest like, thing to do. In like art. you're a fucking super villain. Come like on, you're a fucking bro. villain. Like how do you do that and be like? Why is it once you have a lot of money you can't help but to be yeah, a piece just of be a shit. dick, bro? Because you got to be a piece of shit to make that much money. Yeah, honestly, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like to get that level of where you can keep people out of things, and like there are people who have that amount of money who aren't pieces of shit, like Dolly Parton, for example. True. Um, and they're great people, but like. Like, I don't know what it is about having a lot of money that makes you a fucking villain. Like, it just turns you into a villain. I don't get it. I, I just don't understand it. So, what we're saying is, if you guys give us a lot of money, we're, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. We're sure of it. We're actually going to start our own church, so. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So, But we're the good guys. Uh, we are the good guys, yeah. Um, In the name of the Lord. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> Tax evasion. Uh, so, so, among these angry artists... Um, among these angry artists enters our motherfucking boy, Stuart Simple. So, who is Stuart Simple? He is a British artist, artist and activist. Uh, he has a website called Culture Hustle where you can purchase paints he creates, and they're fucking amazing. I have, I have like all of his paints. I'll show them to you. Okay. Uh, you can have some. Uh, I you know, once you know. I can possibly give you some that I'm not going to use for okay. Reagan to try. Um, so they're amazing. Uh, so Stuart was like, fuck this bloke, and in retaliation <coughs> creates a paint called The World's Pinkest Pink. So he creates The World's Pinkest Pink, and he puts that shit on the market for consumers. Uh, whenever you this. would go buy this pigment, before you could successfully purchase it, you would be hit with a disclaimer that read, note, quote, by adding this product to your cart, you confirm that you are not Anish Kapoor. You are no in, in no way affiliated with Anish Kapoor. You are not purchasing this this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or any associate of Anish Kapoor. To the best of your knowledge, information, and belief, this paint will not make its way into the hands of Anish Kapoor. Hashtag share the black. It's pretty pink. It's quite pink. So, of course, wow. um, Anish Kapoor is a little bitch boy and doesn't like being told he can't have something. So he ends up getting his hands on the pinkest pink and makes an Instagram post with his middle finger covered in the pink captioned "Up yours hashtag pink." Oh so God. as kind of a this is petty. yeah, so as kind of a response to this, Stewart creates two new pigments. The first one being Diamond Dust, which is glitter paint that's made from glass. So it's mad glittery and shimmery as fuck when it's dangerous. applied. When it's applied to like the most, ref it's like the most reflective paint glitter out there, uh, and it's kind of a way for him to this. say, "Stick your fucking finger in this." Everybody um, going all out to make the coolest paint. Yeah, I I'm about yeah. it. 
So um, a lot of pictures of Rolls Royce with diamond. Dust. Yeah. So sticking sticking your finger in it probably wouldn't go well. Ooh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. That is nice because uh, it's made using glass shards. So with the help, so as time goes on, um, Stuart Simple kind of like throws everything he has into this whole like creating paint that is not available to the public for the public. That's cool. So excuse me. So with the help of over a thousand artists worldwide. Stuart makes a competitor to Vanta Black. He makes Black 2.0. Oh. It is slightly less black than Vanta Black, but to the human eye, you can't really fucking tell. I have this paint. And, and imagine <clears> you're <throat> like, Anish Kapoor's like, it's not as black. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. Got, so bro, it doesn't work. We so, still can. whereas Vanta Black is highly toxic and needs to be applied in a special lab and sealed properly, it can't be moved across borders and it costs a shitload of money. Black 2.0 smells like cherries, costs $5, and is available to everyone. It's except awesome. Except Anish Kapoor. <laughs> so, Stuart would go on to create Black 3.0, which is blacker, fat, flatter, and matter than Black 2.0, absorbing more light than 2.0 as well. It's a damn good paint. He's also created the world's widest wipe. Uh, I also have the world's widest wipe. Damn, um, really? Yeah, and it's, he's also created... I was about to look up a picture of it and was like, that's... Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really it, it looks. It, it's definitely like like I. I mean, you can see it in real time because I have some here. But it's also very much like the. Um, it's very much it refl- it reflects light, whereas black is black pulls it in. Uh, he also has paint potions, which are every color of the rainbow, and they're super pigmented. I have all those as well. Um, nice. So, do you paint? Why do you have all this? Well, so my plan is. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, my plan is. I needed. I want to. I'm gonna start making a new leather jacket. Um, start making a new leather jacket because my the one I have now is just old. It's worn down and fucking smells like beer and blood and cats and <laughs> <No>. shit. <laughs> so I bought a new leather jacket and I'm gonna use strictly culture hustle paints to paint it. Oh, and that'll be I'm cool. going to You're gonna do the diamond dust. So the plan. So maybe what my plan is is I'm gonna paint one sleeve with the whitest white. I'm going to yes. order some black studs and I'm going to paint over them with a black 2.0. Yeah. Um, Not the, the 3.0? So, so the thing is, the reason why these paints are so good, like so black, is because they're matte. They absorb light. Which makes them unfortunately not very durable. So like, that makes sense. so you can scratch it like black 3.0. You can scratch off pretty easily. 2.0. You can scratch it off still pretty easily. But um, that's a shame. So it sucks. So what I want to do is I'm going to get black studs so when it eventually scratches off, you can't really tell. Um, but I'm going to paint them all, and then uh, I also got their coat, which is like a varnish for the black. That's what I was going to ask about, um, yeah. And it makes it a little harder to scratch off, but you can still, yeah. with like a metal surface, it, you can still get it. Um, but I'm going to paint studs that color, and I'm going to put those black studs on the whitest white sleeve. And uh, I'm going to cool. take pictures of it all with that while before it gets any fucked up or anything like that. And then, you know, yeah. whatever happens to it happens to it. And then I'm going to take one sleeve and use his really pigmented yellow and do, like, stripes down for, like, yeah. a yellow, like a yellow jacket feel. That's um, Yeah, so I'm going to use Strictly Cultural Hustle paints on this jacket. Maybe get featured on their fucking Maybe. Instagram, dude. That's why I'm what like. What up? Um, so when that's why I have all, all this paint. Well, I was going to start it last weekend, but I want to do a whole video out of it, so... I need to do like an intro, and I'm going to do some lives while I'm painting Doing it. and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Um, Plus, now you can cross promo the podcast. Yeah, talk exactly. About, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so oh, wait. Yeah. There we go. For your promotional idea. Thank you. Thank you. 
We're really um, doing it. So Stuart is always doing some like petty shit to ruffle Anisha's feathers. Like for Anisha's birthday a, a while back, he organized a quote "kiss the bean" event because Anisha is the creator of the sculpture, and he it's the sculpture's real name is Cloudgate. If you don't know, the bean in uh, Chicago. Chicago is called Cloudgate. But Anish Kapoor fucking no. It's whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, it's the thing is, it's filthy. Yeah, it, every of person, course it's chi- filthy. Every yeah. child in their dirty snot nosed mouth yeah. touches it, yeah. and like you can see the layer. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. But uh, Anish Kapoor fucking hates it when people refer to it as the bean, because um, of course he fucking does. Oh um, so he, 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 I love how he's like, like the whole thing about art is, you know, there's. Like postmodernism is like the meaning of the art is past what the artist yeah. intends, and he's like, "No, I intend something else." Yeah. I'm like, "Bro, look at it this way." Um, so, so you know, Stuart Simple created the whole kiss the bean event, and like in his post, he was like, "Oh, it takes a fucking villain to you know exclusively claim the rights to a paint and like this copyright thing." This really like grinds that. his gears. Oh yeah, it, it yeah. Do, so so okay. I mean, I I agree with pretty much everything he's saying. Do you think like he's right? Did it have? It seems like this is all he's doing is just dunking on. Anish. I think I think it started out as just dunking on Anish, and, and then, then like he started creating the paints, and he was like, "Oh, okay, like." I this is I'm doing really well at this and like how know. much does the average buyer of this shit like know about this do you think like do you think people who buy Vanta Black or no sorry the Black 3.0 like know who made it you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah? Okay. if you go to Cultural Hustle's website it's like Stewart is like very active he's not like oh I make the paint here's on the website he's like very active oh, okay. like every time he makes a new pigment he makes a video on how to use it and like how oh, to probably cool. get the most out of it he's like. He's one of my top five, like, favorite artists. He's just a good fucking guy. Um, So throughout this entire petty ordeal, Anish has only ever made two comments regarding Stewart. The first being the Instagram post with the pinkest pink, and the second being in an interview with BuzzFeed where he apparently tells them that he and his small army of lawyers would be suing Stewart, which, if I remember correctly, never happened. (laughs) Such a Karen Yeah, honestly. Honestly, I'm like, what are you suing him for? But yeah, what's what, he doing? Yeah, what is he what doing is he wrong? Doing? Yeah, so but it's that's like, the story behind. Stop. Yeah, behind the Vanna Black drama, Stewart is an S tier human being who deserves all the good things to happen to him in life. Um, but yeah, I always thought that was a fun story. Like it is. Yeah, because before I even like you know bought any of the pigments, I had read that story. That's how I learned about Culture Hustle because he makes a like he doesn't just make like regular paint pigments now like he makes a um he makes a a bunch of stuff where like he like one's a glow in the dark paint basically where it's like a Oh, I saw one of those. It's a, yeah, it's a, a a powder you mix with your paint and it makes it all glow in the dark. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's a fucking I want to fuck around with this stuff just for the fun of it. I have, like, I have, like... Man, this BMW and Vanta Black looks insane. Dude, yeah. yeah. Um, it's cool because all the pictures of it are, like, blurry and weird. Mm-hmm. The camera's like, I don't know what I to have, do. Uh, so I have Black 2.0, I have White 2.0, and then I have all the potion paints. Um, and like I said, Black 3.0 is good, but it's just, like... It's very fragile. Like, you can just scratch it off, like, very easily. So Mm. what I thought about doing was, because he has a bunch of, like, different black styles. So he's 3.0, 2.0. And then he's got Raven, which is, like, a 
regular acrylic paint. He's got the blackest black ink, and he's got like a beta. He's beta testing a mirror black right now. So it's like it's called Black Mirror. So it's like the shiniest, most reflective, oh. brushable black paint. That's um, really cool. Which is fucking sick. But uh, um, what I thought about doing is like getting the black 2.0 and then coating the studs in black 2.0 and then coating them in 3.0. Yeah. Those Vanna Black masks. It's really cool because they have a, like a 3D mask that they painted in Vanna Black. Yeah. And you can see the bust of it from the side, but when it's turned to face you, it's just a, a perfect yeah, black yeah, oval. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God. So in like. I'm trying to buy. I want to see like, can you. I don't know anything. Can you, you wear anything? Buy that is like a Vanta close black? color? No, nothing. Uh-uh. I want a mask. It's just too like you can paint a mask with black 2.0, but and as long as you don't put it through the fucking ringer, you that should is be good to go. Fucking weird. Yeah, it, yeah it looks it's like crazy. he's holding a cartoon hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Um, so like di- like when he made diamond dust, like it's made from glass shards, and like one of the reasons it's. You know, it's like a diamond dust is a powder, too, that you mix with your paint to make it reflective. Oh, okay. Um, so one of the engineers for Vanta Black. Oh, so Phoebe Hess, I guess, made a world's blackest T-shirt at one point. Oh, did they? Yeah, really? and it's, I think, made by some of the same people who helped make Vanta Black. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, the shirts are like $70. Really? Yeah, but they're very black. I don't know. That's cool. See, that just wouldn't work with me because it'd just be have cat hair all over it. I know. I know. Same, dude. I have a fucking half white dog. I'd yeah, be doomed. Fucking done, dude. Ninety five dollars. Uh, is that all you had? Yeah, that was it. That was it. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's goofy shit. It's fucking. It's such an. It's a funny like. It's just a funny story. And like Stewart has come a long way from doing all that and then creating, um, creating. You know, black 2.0, stuff like that. All well, these super black shirts are sold out. I'm covering um, stamps. Nice. Philatelists. Nice. Collectors nice. of stamps. Philatelists, yeah. Uh, the true crime story I did on YouTube had a uh, um, portion where the guy goes into Australia's, like, philatel something, and I was like, what the fuck is a philatel? And it was like the, the, their stamp room yeah. or whatever. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, uh, we're covering stamps. I- I was doing research for this week, and I was like, maybe I'll cover Undertale, or maybe I'll cover Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah. But, like, it just turns out that it's a hyper-devoted fan group that gets mm-hmm. mad about stupid shit and is usually powered by 4 Tumblr. So I was yep. just like, you know, yep, yep, yep. I'm going to do the opposite of that. And, in fact, it was funny because a lot of the comments uh, explaining some of those the stories behind these, they were like, oh, yeah, think of it like the Rick and Morty, Steven Universe, or Homestuck <laughs> communities. So I was like, well, fuck. fuck. Yeah. We, I already did those. God damn. So I wanted to do the opposite of that, so I did stamps, because there's very little internet drama about stamps, if that blows your Honestly, mind or not. Honestly, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not surprised that there's not a no. lot of drama involved. This is going to be a lot of the same crowd as the train community. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, okay. you know yeah, what I mean? I could see that. All yeah. good vibes. Um, so, philately, important thing to understand is it is the studage of postage stamps and postal history. According to the Philately Federation, it is called the King of the Hobbies and the Hobby of Kings. And it's important to remember you can study stamps and be a philatelist without owning any stamps. That's so, tight. You know, anybody can It's so it. crazy because I'll be at the post office and, like, I'll see someone at the, the desk that's like, do you have any stamps? And then the lady's like, yeah, we got these. And I'm like, oh, do you have any of these kind of stamps? And I'm like, who the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> Just put it on your fucking envelope, dog. Like, I don't want that stamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, interestingly, the term is derived from Greek, and it means a lover of something untaxed. It sounds a lot cooler than the much more accurate term timbromaniac, which means stamp lunatic. Nice. Uh, there was a point where they were, both words were floating around, and they went with philately because it sounds cooler nice. than uh, being a timbromaniac. Fuck you sounds come like up a with wrestler. that name, philately. Um, I don't understand why it's the love of something untaxed. I guess... Because the stamp is kind of a tax. Yeah. I, you pay for I, I thought about that, too. I was like, what whatever. Do you mean? I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, so I looked up the history of philately, and most say that it starts in the 1840s when the first stamp was issued. But this one New Zealand article starts with, like, ancient Egypt and the Romans because they're, like, anything related to sending mail is philately. Okay. So it's a broad subject that nobody's interested in. I guess that's fair. Uh, I got a lot of the sources from some newspapers, Smithsonian some YouTube channels. There's one YouTube channel I, I watched some stuff on called uh, Conversations with Philatelists. Uh, you're going to want to spell that right because yeah. there's not a lot of results. Yeah, I, not can, I can imagine. Uh, they have, yeah, we'll get into them. So a little bit of history. England introduced the world's first postage stamp in 1840, and it was called the Penny Black. And apparently it used to be pretty complicated and hard to send letters. They had really? different distributors and payment deals and costs like – Sometimes you'd go to a guy and he'd be like, okay, well, they just got to pay when, like, whoever gets this has to pay for it, you know, stuff like that. And uh, there were different providers, and that sometimes sounds, you could pay up front. Yeah, it was a mess. confusing. I know. Uh, and so it was kind of just something that rich people did. Uh, the stamp vastly simplified the process and made it affordable for the pores to send things to each other. Yeah. Uh, the idea of the stamp was actually kind of neat. Um, a Brit reformist saw his housemaid receive a letter by scanning the envelope and then refusing to accept the letter because it had a code from her partner on yeah. it. And she's like, okay, cool. Well, I don't have to pay for that, so take it back. Yeah. It, it was the 150-year-old version of the collect call of, <laughs> hey, mom, I made it there safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was kind of funny. So he's like, well, we need an easier way to do this. Um, in the U.S., pretty similar situation, but it was more common that you had to pay if you wanted to receive your letter, and it cost about a day's labor to send a letter. Um there was a funny story about this dude in the 1830s who was pissed at this other guy, so he kept sending him envelopes stuffed with empty paper so that the guy would pay to open it. <laughs> Cheap, petty shit. Damn, Hilarious. Dude, that's tight. And I'm also like, man, that shouldn't work more than twice. That's incredible. But back then, if you get a, a letter, you're like, fuck, I gotta see yeah, what this was. Yeah, Someone yeah could it's be, like, this could mean something. it wasn't like a phone call where you're like, ah, fuck yeah, it, fuck yeah. Him. yeah. Um, Fun fact, back in December, um, a, a original penny black stamp went on auction and was estimated to get up to 6 million pounds in auction. Uh, no one bought it, so I don't oh, okay. know how much they're worth at all, actually. it was There was like a million articles about how it could go for so much money, and, everyone, and no then one nobody was, bought it. I always like wonder that, too, because people are like, like, when it goes to, like, Antiques Roadshow, they're like, this is $2 million, and it's like, well, who's going to pay $2 million? Who's going to fucking dollars? buy this? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, <laughs> you know... The high-end stamp collecting is much like the high-end art world. It's, yeah. It's a way for rich people to flex nuts on each yeah, other. Yeah, and launder money. And launder money, absolutely. Um, it sounds anecdotal, but a few different sources say that the first person known, have an, uh, first person known to have an interest in a bunch of stamps uh, was advertised in t The Times, is what it was called, that she wanted canceled stamps to wallpaper her dressing room. Oh. Um, and... Uh, I guess that was so notable that several different articles mentioned that that girl did it. So it's so congrats funny. Congrats on being the first person to want it's, stamps. It's, it, it's <laughs> funny, like, what, what, like, blows up in media. Like, I just did a true crime story about this witch in Salem whose 
familiar got stuck in a tree and she was trying to keep her practice private, but she couldn't get her cat out of the tree. And she was like, I got to get someone's help. So she like got the help of local and was like, Hey, I'm a witch. I need my cat. Can you please help me? They helped her. It got on the news. Then it got on national news. She's on Johnny Carson talking about it. She gets like named Salem's official witch. And she actually ends up helping police solve a crime, which is crazy. Wow. It's fucking insane. What a bizarre. It is. Oh, I have a fun fact. When she, when she helps police solve the crime, I listened to the story and I was like, that's fucking bananas. That is That's really, a, that, just by how? pure chance. And yeah. she also didn't need to tell that guy that she was a witch to get her cat. She could Also <laughs> true. Also true. She could have just mentioned, like, I need my, my cat. cat. Yeah. Uh, I, totally unrelated, but it was, it's the most fascinating fact I've ever heard. I'm reading this book about uh, suicides on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the whole point of the book is they're advocating for anti-suicide um, measures on the bridge. Yeah. And... So at one point, because the Golden Gate Bridge, as the time of this book was written, is the most um, popular suicide location, oh, yeah, any famous yeah, spot in the yeah. whole world. And um, they didn't really ever want to do anything about it. At one point, like in the 70s, they were removing the railing because they were going to sandblast and repaint it. And so they had to take the whole thing off. And there was a big rally to be like, hey, put up a taller one so people can't yeah, kill themselves. Because yeah. it's only like four feet tall. They yeah. wanted something that's actually impossible to climb. Yeah. Um, And uh, the rally was attended by three local reverends. Guess who one of those reverends was? Who? Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Jim Jones so it's, attended an anti-suicide rally. It's funny to me because, like, when... Whose like, side are you on, yeah, Jim Jones? Yeah, pick a side, bitch. Bro, like, are you pro or but, anti? But in, in Jim Jones's time, like... He was extremely progressive for like the time he lived in, which is crazy. Like, yeah, he, like one of the reasons he was so appealing to people, he was like anti like uh, segregation stuff like that. Which at the time, He's like, I want everyone to kill. Them. Yeah, he was like, I want everyone to give me their money and come to my church. So, but at the time, you know, like a white dude preaching about this and like preaching about like anti segregation stuff like that, it was like he was very progressive for the time he Shit lived is insane. in. Which is crazy considering the person he was. Jim Jones. Jim fucking Jones. Anti suicide rally. Hilarious. <laughs> I was like, that is the most ironic yeah. thing I've ever heard. Uh anyway. Let's see oh yeah. The first real collector of stamps was Dr. Gray, a British museum official who posted looking for stamps. Uh, in the times and then uh kids started collecting because they're like oh that's cool. something yeah. to do yeah uh interest grew as new issues came out and were harder to find and by 1860s roughly there's stamp collecting as a hobby if they're best believe if there is someone who makes multitudes of something someone will collect, collect it. it yeah that's um very it's a so human true. nature yeah um editors of lynn stamp news estimate that 150,000 americans are serious philatelists well, at least six million are filthy philatelist casuals. Oh, filthy philatelist six casuals. Million. I don't know what they're calling a casual at that point. They didn't use the term filthy. I'll admit that I put that in there. But uh They're called philatels? Uh no, philatelists. Philatelists. A hundred and fifty thousand like serious ones. The casuals are more like philatelists. Ah. Like they're kind of into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I'm good at this. Uh <laughs> There's very little info about the demographics, obviously, because nobody gives a shit. Yeah, obviously. But the American Philatelist Society 
reports 9% female membership. So, unfortunately, I picked another one. Yeah. That turns it's crazy out that these are all dudes. dominated by dudes. And just for covering next week since it's the end of the season, I'm covering guns. It's a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Dude. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, 21% of the current APS boards of directors are women. The Luff Award is a prestigious APS award that they give out every year to the best stamper and uh he they've given seven of the last 33 to women which is 20 oh that's cool so that's you know cool eh, yeah they're working on is it, it like a badge or like i don't know i actually couldn't find a picture here's your philatelist trophy i think they, <laughs> yeah uh so there is an international philately federation um and its aims are as listed to promote stamp collecting and philately to maintain friendly relations and friendships among all peoples. Okay. Fair. Nice. nice. I like that. Nice. To establish and maintain close relationships with the philatelic trade and postal administrations and to promote philatelic exhibitions by granting patronage and auspices. Mm. So they're just, you know, they, they have the, they set the standards basically. So like when they have philately shows and stuff, yeah. there are different ruling standards, but a lot of them are all part of the international one, and that's how they decide what your exhibition should look oh, like. okay. Um, a survey revealed that three segments of interest in stamp collecting can be discerned, each needing a different approach in promotional work. Emerging interest in developing countries, growing interest in Asia, and stagnating to declining interest in industrialized countries. I thought that was really neat, because uh, uh, I was like, they're basically identifying, you know, developing nations as stamps being cool. Yeah. I was like, huh. I kind That's of figured weird. that a developing nation at this point would just skip yeah, yeah, the yeah. stamps being cool <laughs> phase. Nope. But, uh, you know, if the stamp community wants to be relevant, they need to identify these growing markets of stamp. I, I guess so. <laughs> the old like, philatelist, dude. <laughs> I guess. They, they, got their, they got their finger on the pulse, bro. They know where the they stamp fucking, loves they know to where grow. The, the next big stamp's going to be. It is stated that the stamp shows are the best way to promote philately, um, <laughs> I guess. Put that on our season follow-up list. We're going to go to a stamp show. A stamp show? Okay. Baller. I like that. So uh, this is what led me to where I learned that there, starting in 2004, there is an Olympiad of stamp collectors called, in all caps, the World Stamp Championship. The world stamp seems champ. kind of insane. Yeah. They didn't call it the championship. <laughs> Absolute fucking waste. Yeah, of what, an a, what a missed opportunity. You idiots. The old the furries would have been all over yeah, that dude, one. Fuck yeah. Uh, but they have this competition every four years, and it changes its location globally. You know? Did you many, know about this? No. How many people attend? Not a lot. I wouldn't think Not so. Not a lot. It's a few hundred. In fact, um, it's kind of really hard to figure out what happens at the Olympiad of State Collectors. Because there, no one talks about it at all. If you put it on YouTube, there is one dude who has been to more than one. Really? One really? guy is posting all the videos that I could find about two different stamp That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but also kind of not kinda, surprising. But like... You would think there'd one. be more just by yeah. the ratio of people in the yeah. world. Like there'd one. be more than one. There's yeah. 150,000 in the U.S. you'd estimate... Who knows? A million in the whole world? Yeah, 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 A million people, only one guy's showing up to these things and posting videos on YouTube? That's fucking That's nuts. That's crazy. Um, this guy was actually at the 2012 Jakarta World Stamp Championship and the Israeli one. 
Um, he is this Jewish dude who loves stamps. Uh, his name is Les Glassman. He has almost 10,000 subscribers and posts nearly every day about stamps. Oh, shit. Check his shit out. He's the most comprehensive stamp cover on all Maybe of Maybe I just need to start posting every day on YouTube. I would, yeah. I wouldn't know what the fuck to post. Dude, every day. He has a ton of content. How would you post every... How would I post every day? I don't get it. Dude, PewDiePie was doing it. He's supposed three times a day when he was getting started. Editing the videos and everything. That's incredible. Three times a day. I, what did he... Did he have a job before he started yeah, doing Yeah, he did. That? He just did this shit after work. I guess I have I know, to, it's nuts. I, I have to step my um, game up. So, there's... That guy does have a lot of stamp content. His videos are kind of rough editing. He's okay. he's like an old yeah, yeah, Israeli man yeah. who's, you know, making his videos about... Uh, they, it's so funny because the editing is like... It looks like from a 2007 YouTube video. Really? I love <laughs> it. It's like this weird little time capsule. Um... Tons of cool content, though. He's got a lot of history stuff. Uh, I found one that I clicked on kind of out at random, and it turned out to be a neat, neat little story. Uh, so there was uh, a stamp that Nazi Germany issued uh, depicting Heinrich Himmler, uh, who is one of the architects of the concentration camp and the propaganda minister. He is a monster, and, a mo- and the modern-day equivalent would be Stephen Miller. But uh, Speaking he, sorry, yeah. speaking of concentration camps, uh, before... Oh? <laughs> <laughs> oh? Uh, speaking of concentration camps, before I was going to do art, I was going to do Legos. And I was like, I covered, yeah, yeah. I was like, did we cover Legos? And I was like, because I started like looking up stuff, and I was like, I vaguely remember talking about Legos themselves. And I looked at our list, and I was like, fuck yeah, I did. That was the concentration camp. That's Wait, what. Why did we cover? I I don't think you covered the concentration Legos. champs. No, in I Lego. did. Did yeah, you? I okay. talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't about. It wasn't about Legos. The whole thing was. It was Legoland. Lego Land. Yeah. So maybe I did cover just Legos. Yeah, I, you I, had I to. Because I know we put Lego Land in the title. I'm pretty sure you said you, it was like the main point was Lego Land, but we, you know, you got to cover Legos to talk about Lego Land. Because um, I was going to do the concentration camp thing, and I was Jesus, like, we're oh, really yeah. making so much stuff we can't even. Yeah, remember can't. Yeah, shit. can't keep what up. What episode dude? was that? Oh yeah, was it just Legos? Damn. Yeah, you're right. Yep. That was just yeah. That was one of the Lego dramas. Yeah. Yep. Wow, we're forgetting yeah. back around. <laughs> Holy shit. Rough. Anyway, um that yeah, it's got into my Lego nuts there. Uh let's see. Oh yeah, so they the Nazi Germany issued the stamp of Himmler. And then the UK issued a parody stamp of the Himmler stamp. Because that's what war is about, is making fun of each other's peepees, most mostly. And uh this infuriated Himmler. And so he went to Hitler. And he's like, look what they did to me. What are we going to do about this? And I guess Hitler cared. So he's like, um, I don't know. So they go to their one of their concentration camps and, and round up some of their best um, like counterfeit artists from the uh, Jews. And they yeah. use their Jewish slave labor to come up with their own parody stamp idea. So they commission these Jewish slaves That's so and improve f- their conditions uh, to yeah, make this stamp. Yeah, That's so funny to me I that know. they were like – they were like, we don't know anyone in the regime who would be good at parodying, parodying the stamp. So we got to go use our free labor. That's like, insane. That's uh, incredible. So the the requirement of it was needed to be a parody stamp, and it had to blame the war on Russians and Jews. Okay, and uh, very bizarre commission just in the history of the world. You think? Yeah, about that's it. A... so they took a stamp that had King Henry on it originally. Because that's what the UK care about. Yeah. They put Stalin in there. 
And then they tossed in a Star of David and some hammers and sickles wherever they goddamn well could. And then they gave Stalin a long hooked nose. And this is what that fucking stamp looks like. This is what the Jews decided on. And what's really funny about this stamp is that no one in Germany at the time or involved in this could speak English. Yeah. So they spelled <laughs> Jewish wrong on purpose, and the Germans never noticed it. They oh. took the I out of it, and you, it's hilarious. You were like, they were like, hey, um, sorry about, like, murdering millions of you. Could you, like, make a stamp making fun of yourself? And blaming and this blaming war on this you war guys. On you and, but, like... Don't do any silly business. No funny business. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fucking around yeah, on this. Yeah, I want it to yeah. be legit. And I just thought it was such a classic fascist thing that no one was capable of doing, like you said, doing anything better yeah, it's, yeah. with their own technology. And no one fucking saw that this was misspelled. This is so funny to me. This and then imagine the Brits reading, seeing the stamp and like, what the fuck Yeah, they're is like, this? the fucking Germans are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're winning the war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought, that guy had a video about it and I was like, man, that's actually kind of that a hilarious is very, that's, Yeah, story. absolutely. I wanted to use this as a promo, but I think it's dicey. No, don't use don't. it. I don't think we can do that. It no. doesn't even have swastikas on it, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but it's got a, basically a caricature of... Stalin. Stalin, but as, as like a, a yeah. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. That's probably not great. Yeah, probably not uh, a good look for uh, us. I have to admire the absolute nuts yeah. on those dudes who were like, let's misspell it. Yeah. <laughs> the, let's see if anyone uh, notices. They, they literally it. put their lives on the oh, line. They yeah. were like, they put their lives on the line to make the regime look fucking just a little stupid. Stupid. <laughs> and I love that. Fucking that, yeah. shout out to those Beautiful resistance there. I hope you guys uh, are in paradise fucking living it up up there. Uh, just so you understand the state of philately, the conversation with philately's YouTube page is not big. Oh, uh, I wouldn't imagine. And it had a video where they go to one of these stamp shows. Ooh. The hell was Am I that? Bluetooth connected? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so this this is what the audio sounded like on this video. So that video had eleven hundred like, views and they have twelve hundred subscribers. Oh, which okay. first of all, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Every person subscribed yeah. to that is watching their video. <laughs> but there's not a huge community at all. Yeah. There's no PewDiePie of philately. It sounds you know? like it sounds like stamp collectors are like, you know, fairly large esque as in stamp collecting just by the sheer number of people we have in the world, but like their online presence is non-existent. non-existent. And even the like train community is way bigger. I, I and maybe it's because like maybe because it's mainly like older people who are collecting stamps and that's a big part of it could be there. So, and what's cool about conversations with flatulence is two young dudes who run this channel. Oh really? Okay. They've, you know, on average, they, they post regularly. They have 83 episodes. Really? Yeah. They have less than like a thousand views for every single one of them. But, and each one of them is an interview with different people, which I'm like, they're putting incredible amounts of work. in. Yeah. They are 30 minute, 50 minute videos. Um, but with, you know, who the fuck are these people? I have no idea. So I watched one video that was, I watched episode 82 with Dr. Greg Redner, where they have a 50-minute conversation about Olympic philately, which isn't the competition. It's stamps related to the, the Olympics. Olympics. Okay. And, which, I'm like, this is the most niche 
thing I've ever found. <laughs> this is and dude, and this guy was talking uninterrupted for like fifteen minutes at a time. Like he knows he was fucking. This is the zooming, guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah he this was, is it, the guy for Olympic he was like, flat. Yeah, let me just like uh, let me get into my untapped well of Olympic flatel knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one part I, I ended up watching a decent amount of video because it's super easy to have on in the background. Yeah. But uh, he was like. What I want to get into what is the modern state of Olympic philately. And I was like, oh. I'd be like, I'll be honest, buddy. I don't think it's changed. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot I don't there's think a there's a lot it. of developments yeah. going on in Olympic uh, philately. Just so you guys know, he considers 1968 the birth of the modern era of Olympic philately. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Olympic philately's modern era is about 50 years old. That's stamping now. That's the stamp world is the new stuff is Incredible. about 50 years old. Incredible. Um, so, but anyway, at these competitions, they build these museum level exhibitions of their stamps, and they're judged off of specific standards uh, from the American Philatelic Society Manual yeah. of Judging and Exhibiting, which is 65 pages long. Oh, my God. And I'm going to start reading from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> starting from the top. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the exhibits are really cool. Like, honestly, I, I ended up being really interested in it. I kind of do want to go to a stamp yeah. show because, like, they, it's not just a book full of stamps like fucking Pokemon deck card. I mean, you know, when, you know what I mean? This is like, like glass cased, like turnable things that have yeah. like, uh, like pieces of like uh old materials and stuff like that to like provide context yeah. and stuff. It's really neat. Bro, whenever we get big and famous and we can afford to go on like, we gotta go to the Chicago. Yeah, we gotta go to the. Show. Yeah, we gotta go to the the, All the stamp championship. You're gonna yeah. be. The only person Dude, who yeah. looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> so guaranteed. Absolutely. You and I together will have more tattoos than every person Dude, 100%. Yeah. I'll be the only person on the Mohawk at the Philadelphia. Oh, God. I'll Mohawk up just mm -hmm. to, for the sight of it. Like, hey, we want to ask you about the yeah, state of the American Yeah, we have both Olympic our GoPros attached to our, attached to our body, and then I've got my microphone. We're walking around talking to people about stamps. I can't wait like, to be able to do all this. are you? Uh, so, but I thought that... The uh, judging manual it was pretty neat because it has kind of what is covered because there's different standards for different exhibits. Yeah, yeah. And they're called exhibits. So there's aero and uh, astrophilately. Astro and I didn't know about this, but they there was a period of time where – well, okay. So there's there's two different things about astrophilately. One is – stamps related to things that are related to space. So, you know, okay, a yeah, space shuttle yeah. stamp. But there was also a period of time where we were experimenting with launching mail via rockets, and they had stamps made for rocket mail. And mail via rockets. Dude. That doesn't it, sound... It wasn't a good idea. I would say it sounds expensive it. and, like, not a good Reliable idea. Reliable yeah. or, <laughs> or useful. No, yeah. no way. But I thought it was really cool. I didn't know that that was a thing, and I was like, man, what a neat thing to find... It'd That's be so crazy, cool though. to be into this and, like, find the materials for it. Because you're like – I mean, these people are advancing modern knowledge yeah. of, you know, completely dead avenues of information. It's but funny. still. Be like, uh, do you ever get that package I sent you? Um – no, it says that it got burned up in the stratosphere <laughs> yeah. uh, two weeks ago, so we're never sorry. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> just my exploded. bad. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Uh, it has a bit for. It says astrophilately is a very specialized type, and FIP special regulations regarding this exhibit type are very specific and require extra diligence. Uh, like. Uh, I just think that's really neat. You know, yeah, like these no, people absolutely. are doing like very exacting standards. Like this isn't. This is. 
next level yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, you they're gotta be really on Balls shit. to the walls, this is all for, like, in, dude. People who like collecting and his history, you know, and like generally it combines with what they're interested in outside of stamping, which I know yeah. sounds crazy because it's like, what else could you like? Besides stamps, but uh, some other categories include uh, Cinderella exhibits, which are um, stamp-like elements not intended to prepay mailing services, but they may be used on covers. Uh, then there's picture postcard exhibits, postal history exhibits, because obviously they love yeah, postal history. Naturally. Um, Maximaphily, which is maximum card postcards conform- so conforming in size to the Universal Postal Union Convention and have on their picture side an adhesive posted stamp with a related image and a commemorative cancellation with a related image. I'm like, God damn, dude. Imagine telling someone what you're into. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I do maximaphily the exhibits. Su- the like, subcultures inside the stamp collecting, you- dude. Like, these are, there's probably like, a hundred dudes. These doing are your post punk stamps and nine your, women. <laughs> uh, your stamp core, your metal stamp core, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> uh, so that's. I thought that was kind of a neat little. You yeah, know, that's crazy. That's yeah. like what they do. There's a lot of lingo. There, uh, Empire Philatelist has a glossary of philatelic terms. There's a lot of them are related to the condition of the stamp. Okay, obvious ones like mint, invert. Disturbed gum, chalky paper, wing margin, surcharge, and perforate. Classic stamp work. Classic. You know what I mean? Classic. They, they, that's what it's all about is how, like, the state yeah. of the stamp that you get it in. Because they don't – it's it's not common for them to, like, they don't take it off of a piece of mail. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah, it was yeah. mailed, then you, you keep the whole thing. Yeah. And that's the history in itself. Yeah. Um, they, and that's where I did see the rocket stamps, which I thought were pretty f- – Fucking cool! I was like, "Damn, it's only fifteen bucks. I kind of want to buy one." Look at that! Oh yeah, the rocket mail, dude. Those that, are it cool. It says yeah. first experimental rocket mail on it. A century of progress. That's tight. I can't, that is fucking badass. That's tight. I it it is. It's got an eagle and it's on the shield and it's like riding the shield. It's which, very. Well, I, I would imagine tight. rocket mail was a U.S. I want a tattoo thing. of the rock. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, so, I want a tattoo yeah. of that. It's it's not surprising that they were like. Rocket mail. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Rocket mail. <laughs> they were just strapping everything on rockets like, back in the day. You know how much faster yeah. a rocket is than a horse? <laughs> yeah, dude. And then they launch it, and they're like, well, that only went like a mile. Yeah. <laughs> I that mean, wasn't it, very Maybe helpful. if your towns are really close together I, and like... just yell. Yeah, just yeah. There was a very narrow period of time, really, between the stamp and the telegram. You yeah. Know? And so... But, like, we mailed stuff forever, yeah, forever. Yeah, fucking like, steel mail yeah. and stuff. Uh, they, I'm surprised they didn't have, like, gun mail where they, like, just, like, <laughs> fucking shot a letter out of a handgun and, like... Cannon yeah, mail. cannon mail. That's Let me a, see if that's a thing. It had to mail be, Mail launched dude. by cannon. You gotta get... We used to, I mean, we used to launch... Can you get, uh, po- like, pigeon mail stamps? That'd be cool. That'd be tight, yeah. I want to look into that. I'll send a raven. Um. Yeah, they did try to. The rocket mail is its own thing that you could read read about. Oh, but really? Okay. The okay. So I covered rocket stamps because I think they're. Oh, well, I covered stamps because I think they're an interesting anachronism that yeah. fewer people care about, and they're not hugely active on the internet. So there's not like drama in the mm-hmm. community. Like I said earlier. Yeah, they, yeah. They they what are they gonna fight about? Dog? Honestly, yeah. They don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I do have a bunch of little stories about the drama in the stamp community. Because ultimately, you know, the thing that people, 
like when it comes to drama about a stamp, it's usually that they hate the stamp. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. think the stamp sucks. It's not with each other. It's no, just like, the they're stamp like sucks. your stamp blows. Yeah. That's what this is all about. So, um, I got some of these from History.com, New York Mag, and uh, some postal service websites. But number one selling stamp of the USPS was of Elvis Presley. Really? Yes, yeah, seven hundred million of those stamps sold. It was like years after. He has to be dead. That's a requirement. That person has to be dead to do a stamp. Oh, no shit. Okay. Uh, So That's funny. I uh, didn't know that. Then uh, there was a little bit of drama, which, so I would tell that story because later, much later, there was drama about nerds getting mad that the USPS was releasing 100 million Harry Potter stamps. Because they're like, that means a foreigner is certifying my American <laughs> I'm like, shut the Get the fuck, fuck out of here. Up. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> plus, they were like, this is selling out. And I'm like, it was an, an Elvis stamp. Yeah, dog. how is that not selling out? Do you remember out? the yeah. Elvis stamp? Yeah. Uh, apparently, the community is kind of split on the Elvis stamps. Because a lot of people who bought them weren't philatelists. They weren't even casual. Yeah. They just liked they're, Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never, you know, I had the idea to cover Elvis, but I just hate Elvis I, so yeah, much. Yeah, I saw, I couldn't there, myself there's to a, do one it. of my favorite memes is like a conversation between Elvis and like, um, and the black community and it's like, Elvis is like, hey, can I borrow you guys as like soul and R&B and rock and roll to make my own music? They're like, yeah, as long as you give us credit for it, you're going to give us credit for it, right? And then it just says, like, shows Elvis leaving the chat, and he's like, you're going to give us credit for it, right? (laughs) Um, So back in 1937, they released a stamp that had three Union Civil War generals, Grant, Sheridan, and Sherman. Okay. The the South, the Southerners, bitched about having their Dom uh, fucking uh, Sherman on a stamp because okay. they were like, uh, but he burned down the South. And I'm like, well, you guys deserve it. Yeah. It's like, it was a shitty place that needed to be rebuilt. They're like, anyway. how dare, how dare you? It's like, well, maybe if you would like win a war or something, you would be get on a stamp too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. your four year little yeah. excursion. Didn't Cry anyway, about it, nerd. Uh, they said some advocates wanted his misdeeds listed on the stamp. And I'm like, first of all, do you know what a stamp looks yeah, like? Yeah, it's like this big. I'm like, do you know <laughs> Is it going to be a bunch of tiny words? It, they're going to hire that dude who, like, writes on rice. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> write it all in there. And also, are we going to write down the South's misdeeds on the stamp? Yeah, because we know, can definitely like do that. Like, the slavery? Yeah. Uh, so the USPS... Hold on, it was about states' rights. Oh, yeah, okay. to practice states slavery. States' rights to do one. Uh, the USPS, both sides, enlightened centrist, responded by um, making a stamp with Confederate generals on it. And I was like, uh, thank you for you really your showed them. Yeah, You yeah. really showed them. Wow. Yeah, showed them good. Uh, so they put Lee and Jackson on there, two Confederate generals, and uh, there was even more drama from the whiny Southerners who don't matter because they complained that they only showed two stars on oh, Ali's collar. And he barely. was a three-star yeah. general in our fake country. Who? Well, he fucking lost. And they were like, oh, that was the picture. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I was like, well, all right, whatever. At least get your digs in. That's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of decent whining about stamps is just about them looking shitty. A funny one was, it's kind of famous, was this 1940s Pony Express stamp. The horse's mouth was open. This is a quote from the history article, I think. Yeah. The horse's mouth was open, unlikely at a gallop, some said, and daylight was visible through its nostrils, making it appear as if it had been shot through the head. The rider, meanwhile, was holding the reins too loosely, and the saddle he was riding on was allegedly 50 years ahead of its time. 
As if all that weren't enough, the writer didn't appear to be carrying any mail. Oh, <laughs> how like, dare he? I was like, this is um, It's a fucking guy if, on a horse, bro. Chill if, out. If the Undertale drama or whatever, or PewDiePie is spicy, this is warm milk. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is like, the opposite <laughs> of spice. <laughs> this is the level of drama that the stamp community gets into. They're like, I'm sorry, but this uh, horse, Pony Express stamps uh, saddle is yeah. 50 years out of control. Wait, it's he doesn't have any mail on his horse. What the fuck? What's going on here? <laughs> um, but, you know, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, my friend if, gave me a model AK-47 for Christmas, and it said it like it's like a little on the packaging. Yeah. And I was like, but it has an AK-74 muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if this is like your niche, like, if this is your niche hobby or whatever, you know, you're gonna need something to complain about. Sure. So well, that's what we I got. Everything has something to complain yeah, about. Yeah, I get it. Uh, this one in 1981 kind of cracked me up. They had the USPS release. The, most of these are American stamps because I don't speak other languages. Yeah. So they uh, had a stamp that just said "alcoholism." You can beat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people were like, "Okay, you, do you?" Yeah, and the USPS eventually admitted they're like, okay, it kind of does look like you're telling the recipient that they have a drinking yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then all the people with drinking problems were like, well, you can't just like beat alcohol. Yeah, it's yeah. And they were like, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't foray into the complex world of addiction and health disorders with our stamps. with our stamps. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and be like, sorry. With, about that. That's that's when they canceled their new release, heroin. Stop <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Just cut yeah, it out. Cut it out. <laughs> uh, in 1995, this one is hilarious. They released a stamp. My, my birth year. They they released a stamp commemorating the 50th anniversary of the end of World War II by. Re- with a picture of a fucking mushroom cloud with the text atomic bombs hasten war's end oh my god and i was like yeah that dog yeah a little not as tasteful as like, you thought it was what buddy. are you doing yeah like take it easy like you don't commemorate the war ending with the mass yeah, atrocity yeah. that you committed dropped an entire fucking Two bombs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. No, and, no. Yeah. So that one got a lot of pushback. Yeah, not exactly say, um, PC. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, sensitive. Not people's the people. The people. The mayor at the time of Nagasaki was like, "Dog." Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck, that bro?" Line. Yeah. What the shit? So they uh, they got rid of that. I kind of want to buy that. Stamp, they released. Then That's they released so their. Funny. They released their own stamp. Um, well, I get never mind. That joke wouldn't work. <laughs> I was gonna say fucking the Twin Towers, but I was like that. Ninety five. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Pearl Harbor stamp. Yeah. Yeah. Pearl Harbor yeah. stamp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With like the zeros yeah. over the <laughs> <Yeah>. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if I can buy this stamp. Uh, so then oh, let's see. Almost at the end of these. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Then a lot of people complained about the 2009 issue of the Simpsons stamp, which uh, I was like, what is a more boomer sign of how out of touch USPS is with the times by releasing a Simpsons stamp in 2009? Yeah. Who the fuck Simpsons. was still watching the Simpsons? I mean, I mean someone's watching when them because the they're Simpsons still going. Movie? I know. Yeah. Unfathomable to me. I just, it's, when was the Simpsons movie? I guess 2007. The Simpsons movie. Oh, that movie was so good. It though. was. I, that it was, was. The movie was hilarious. It was pretty funny. Um, I Conan O'Brien, one of my favorite entertainers, like we talked about last time, he got his start writing on The Simpsons. He was a writer oh. for The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, isn't isn't Conan O'Brien's 
likeness in The Simpsons. I'm pretty There's sure, a character yeah. that looks like Oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they printed a billion of The Simpsons stamps and sold only a third of them because they're boomers. Yeah, and they it, know naturally, that naturally. The Simpsons. Um, and they ended up losing, like, a million dollars. But, like, it's the budget of a fucking federal organization. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's but, like, like, you know, right-wingers ran with it because they're like, look how much money the Postal yeah. Service wastes. Fucking nerds. Uh, and, like, the Postal Service has its own weird problems anyway. But yeah. uh, I don't need to get into because it's not stamp-related. But uh, that's that's most of the stamp stories. I did have one last one that's still going on. This was from Lynn's Stamp News. You want to get the hottest okay, stamp Lynn's development. Okay, Lynn's Stamp News. Nice, nice. Uh, Lynn's with two N's. Uh, Anatole Zuckerman is in a six-year legal battle to make the USPS print his custom design of a stamp. They had a, um open contest design-your-own-stamp thing, and then the USPS refused to print his because his design was Uncle Sam wrestling a snake in the shape of a dollar sign, and it says on the text on the side in kind of an oldie script, democracy is not for sale, because it was protesting... The Supreme Court's decision, uh, uh, Citizens United, to allow corporations to act as people and oh. fund our elections indefinitely. And uh, the USPS is like, it's too political. And he's like, you're going to fucking yeah. print my yeah. stamp, you bitch. motherfucker. And uh, it kind of, like, died and then came back because uh, they they were like, you don't have any ground to just make them do a stamp. And then another judge was like, well, technically, them saying he can't do it is a violation of his First Amendment yeah. right. yeah. And uh, this whole thing's about, you know, the Supreme Court anyway. She probably follow the law a little. But uh, – and then it's uh, – then the USPS just shut down the whole program. They're like, fuck it, bro. We're not printing yeah. no stamps. <laughs> fuck y'all. And then, and then the judge is like, well, okay, he's going to have to pay you guys and say he's sorry. And, the guy, and then uh, Anatole's like, no, you're printing my yeah, stamp. Print, print my the stamp. So stamp. now that's what he's trying to do is get them to start the program up to print his fucking stamp. I think it's a good stamp. Which is a cool yeah, – yeah, it is a cool yeah. – it's a cool design. It's a good idea. It's yeah. a good message. Uh, I think it's a weird axe to grind it, and a very small place to get your message. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, like, you know, I like your message. It's good, but the – Stamp, uh, it's, a stamp, it's a huh? Stamp. Yeah, um, <laughs> just post it on Instagram. Yeah, dog. honestly, more people honestly, will see yeah. it than a stamp. I assure you, more I, I people will see you. it. Yeah, so uh, that is a that's the, that's the stamp community. Incredible! It's They're, so funny that like do. it's such a niche community, but there's there's just like a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot going that's on. That's what I'm saying. Community. Everything is interesting. That's why I've liked this season so much. Yeah, fucking. Uh, even the stamp community had a lot. To, I learned a lot. There was neat stuff. We have learned a lot this season. I learned that the USPS is culturally very out of touch. Oh, uh, big duh. surprise there. And I learned that the primary stamp collectors are old white men, which, you know, absolutely makes a lot checks of sense. Checks out. Yeah. Absolutely checks out. And uh, I got to admit, when I was looking at this stuff, I was like, man, some of these are pretty cool. Yeah. Cool no, I mean, I've, I seen, want some stamps. I've seen some stamps where I'm like, that's pretty sick. I'd that's buy a that stamp. stamp. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to collect stamps, but I've got like a board. Of th- paper stuff, yeah, that I pin yeah, up. Yeah. I put a stamp up there. Fuck yeah, I'm trying to it. buy one of these banned A bomb stamps right now. And the rocket mail stamp, dude. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. But uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week um, for the our last, last episode, episode of this of all of the of hobby this drama yeah. coverage. Um, Do you know what you're covering? It's supposed to be something you love. And no, like I said, I, I'll probably. I don't know. I might cover some lore or something like that. Punk? I might cover. Do I? You already did punk. That's right. I, well, I did skinheads. 
skinheads. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Yeah, fucking get it right. All right. Uh, um, that's true. I'll figure it out. I'm covering guns, and I'm telling you now, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's going to be our longest episode. It's going to be comprehensive, and I have a lot to talk about. Understandable, understandable. This is from the heart. I should have saved Juggalos. I don't know anything as much as I know about should have saved this. Juggalos for the last one. I know. You did have a crazy amount of Juggalo yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I'm a plethora of Juggalo knowledge, That's dude. So, so um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, even though we already told you to do that in the beginning, but we're going to tell yeah, you to do it again. Yeah, if you guys are still here. Yeah, if you're hanging out towards the end, that'd be great. If not, again, we understand. Who the fuck listens to the last couple minutes of a podcast? Not <laughs> not I'm not even listening. Yeah, so <laughs> feel that. But I uh, will see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye bye.